We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Hello, friends, and welcome to Small Umbrella in the Rain, podcast series on all things Louisa May Alcott and Little Woman. This is a special episode, a collaboration between me and booktuber Emmy Lloyd. Emily and I discovered that we had lots of similar opinions and thoughts about Little Woman, and our first conversation actually lasted four hours. This episode has been heavily edited, and we had so much fun that we are probably going to do more collaborations in the future. So I hope you guys enjoy this. This is Small Umbrella in the Rain, The Lorry Problem. I'm Nina. Hello, everyone. And I am a blogger on YouTube, and I have a channel called Small Umbrella in the Rain. I do gender studies on Little Woman, and been lately focusing mostly on the male characters. Great. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. And also, I, I'm I'm kind of a well known for, by, I, relatively as well as. Uh, well-known relatively for my channel for a review I did on uh, the newest Little Women adaptation. Mm, which was, was really uh, good review. To say the least, <laughs> openly critical of the film. And Nina reached out to me because we had a lot of the same uh, perspectives on the um, book and the films. So I'm very honored. I'm really flattered that you asked me because I had literally found your blog uh, when I was preparing for my video. So nice because it was a really big surprise for me how many people reach out after I published it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, you just learn new things when people reach out to you like that. They share their views. So it's yeah. been a pleasure. Yeah, no, I, um, because I had a lot of people uh, reaching out to me and being like, wow, I'm so impressed with your work and I really appreciate that you have reflected my views on this film. And mm. uh, it seems like they finally got um, represented. And I, Yeah, where is our Professor Bear? <laughs> yeah, yeah, where's this, where's mm. this beautiful relationship? Um, well, today uh, you wanted to discuss Laurie. Among other things, yeah. Yes, among other things. So we're, so we're going to do one video on, um, on this channel, on Nina's channel, and then one video for my channel where we will be discussing Joe and Professor Bear, but you'll probably find that our discussions will be, will kind of go on different tangents. Yeah, and see <laughs> very we likely. We have a lot of feelings on these formatic patients and about this book. All right, well, how about we start out talking about the, um, the Lori model. So yeah. I guess you, um, I literally, by the way, I literally just watched the 2017 series last night. Oh, you did? I think I, I agreed with a lot of what you said about it. I think, you know, I like what they expanded on, um, but the ending's very rushed. But, it uh, is. <laughs> I felt like the writer should have had four episodes to do it properly. Yeah, yeah. I, 
Yeah, it's somehow like they managed to expand on some things, but somehow the ending was just it was just really rushed. I, I, I was so surprised at the end. Yeah, and uh, it didn't build enough for the two couples. Yeah. That really bothered me. Yeah, and they didn't even really talk through her whole mm. uh, the whole process for Joe and Professor Bear, and suddenly the school is established. Yeah. And, like they don't build up to that. Yeah, it's yeah, it was it was a bit weird. You sent me a bunch of uh, articles and blog posts before about the subject, and you clearly have done a very deep dive uh, into his character. I think my biggest problem with the Laurie presentations in the films is that it never follows the book's narrative. This is something that really reflects the way people read the little moment. I find it very problematic, <laughs> mm-hmm. to say the least. Yeah, yeah I know. I remember you said that uh, basically Laurie kind of has to go through a whole growth process in the book because he's actually... Well, I, I guess we should preface it by saying a lot of the adaptations idealize him yeah, um, which you do say in your blog post because there he's kind of this um, young, pretty guy who's in love with Joe. And we're supposed to feel bad for him, but then uh, what they what the adaptations leave out is how immature he really mm. is, and actually how horrible he is sometimes. One of my blog readers she wrote a very eye-opening review about Little Woman, how Joe and Laurie the ideas that they feed to each other's they actually end up harming each other's on a long run yes. with them. And yes. that is something that people constantly ignore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, and I think um, something else was, uh, I think a big example is, remember when Laurie's like, oh, I don't want to go to university. Mm. Um, and and run away together, and you don't have to go to uni. Mm. And then um, and then Meg's like, no, no, don't tell Laurie to not go to uni. No, we do, you, you need mm. to do it. Yeah, and, and I was, and at that point, I was like, "Wow, these two are not good influences on each other at all." Laurie was that kind of character that he always did what he was told to do. He always is wanting to do what he's told not to do, yeah, and he has yeah. this constant inner conflict because of it. Uh, yeah, but, um, that's true. Because I mean, he kind of reminds me a lot of a, a bit, a bit of me in that I don't think he really appreciated a lot of the privilege that he had. Yeah. Um, at the start, because he's just kind of like, oh, I don't want to, I, I don't want to do it. Because he's, mm. he's sort of expected to fit this certain mold in society that he doesn't really, um, you know, um, properly appreciate. Um, and uh, he, he sort of is just a party boy in college and messes around and everything, and he doesn't really know how to be a productive member of society. He doesn't really understand what that mm. means. And when Joe gets older, it really starts to bother her that he doesn't take responsibility of himself. She's like a little mother for him. Like, she's always taking care of him. And it's quite sad the way Joe feels bad that he has all these privileges that she doesn't have. Yeah, he he kind of represents a lot of the things that, you know, that she can't have, but he really takes for granted. I think you might have pointed this out in your blog post, but... Uh, Joe uh, jo is very much kind of taking care of him because he he's really looking for a mother, yeah. right? So he kind of really falls in love with her, well, or he thinks really because he's just kind of looking mm. for this char- uh, character who's going to nanny him. Yeah, and people forget that Laurie is an orphan. He doesn't really have a stable parental figure until Joe arrives. Yeah, and he's always envying 
that really idyllic view of the, the March family, like oh man, yeah. like all the all the sisters and their relationship with Marnie, and you know, and, and Marnie essentially becomes his uh, kind of his secondary yeah. mother in a way. I think you also pointed out, you know, despite having you know craving this maternal figure in in his life, he and Joe like to make fun of very um, feminine mm-hmm. girls. They don't really, they have really mutually negative reinforcing um, views on femininity and masculinity as well. Uh, I, I was su- surprised when I reread the book and I was like, wow, Laurie was actually, am I allowed to swear on your channel? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, uh, he, he's a fuckboy. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> he's really, he's a fuckboy, but then he turns around and then, like talks bad about these girls to Joe and I'm like, Wow, this is exactly the kind of guy I would have tried to avoid back in the day. Mm. He is quite um, uh, misogynistic. So, so I, I'm wondering what you think. Okay, because you pointed out that Joe is disappointed uh, with Laurie, but I think also Amy is as well, right? Yeah. Because I think Amy, even if she doesn't have that same kind of relationship with Laurie, also really steps in and is the one to say, "Hey, like you're really not being productive." person and you have done um, you're really idle and she you know, mm. she taps his hand yeah. and she's like you know your um, your hands they've never done like a day's work and I'm wondering if you could talk more about your view on Joe and how why how Joe is is kind of his mother but isn't able to kind of form that relationship but like Amy is somehow able to come out give him the same kind of talk but then also mm. but then doesn't replace isn't yeah. really his mother is actually able to be his there is a theory that Amy already had a crush on Laurie when she was 12. But when I read the book like that, it makes sense. Because there's the scene where Laurie goes to cheer her up when she's staying at Aunt March and all, the, all that. Yes. And I always like that uh, chapter. Yeah. But when I read A Little Woman last time, what I noticed is that uh, Laurie always behaves a lot better with Amy than he does with Meg or with Joe. Mm. Like, with Joe or with Meg, he always has this idea that he's somehow more above them, but doesn't really happen with Amy. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. But uh, do you think it's because uh, they are both the younger siblings of Joe and Meg, and they kind of are able to reach some sort of equal footing that way? They're just very different people. There's that chapter where Laurie forges the letters in the name of Jones, and then he uh, catfi- mm-hmm. is catfishing yeah. Meg. And then Joe is like, she wants um, Meg and Laurie to get together, keep Laurie in the family. She doesn't really see how harmful that is for Meg's reputation. Mm-hmm. And Laurie doesn't yeah. see any kind of um, harmful elements in his actions. He, yeah, he, he's just kind of um, making fun, but, it's, but it, it really is a very mean joke to play on yeah. somebody. And especially what one of them involves his teacher, who mm. like he really does not appreciate enough. Yeah, he really takes Mr. Brooke for granted. Until and I think I read in your blog, and I and it just really resonated. It resonated with me. He is also quite toxic towards Joe, especially mm. toward, uh, when he wants to be in a relationship with her. Uh, when he's saying, "Oh, I'm going to kill myself," uh, you know, over you. Yeah, or, there's um, lots of kind of mental blackmailing and it's quite hard to read sometimes even yeah it it is it is uh, because i uh, and when i I think you quoted somebody who said you know laurie's a 
a nice guy, mm-hmm. uh, so called, because he he is one of those nice guys who expects to uh, to get what he wants because he's so nice to that yeah. person. Yeah, like he doesn't really see Joe as an actual person in that point. He wants to marry her because he's expected to marry someone. That when there is that time period when he's in Vienna. And he's trying to compose. It's like he doesn't really care who he is going to marry or who is this romantic woman that he's composing these operas for. Like it doesn't really matter at that point because he just has this idea that this is what the man's supposed to be like. Yeah, yeah. He, he um, I think he writes about how she has this phantom of a yeah. woman in, in his mind. And it's not really vague, he's not really thinking mm. about, like, Joe's characteristics or anything like that. He he just, like, has this sort of Gertian um, ideal of a woman, yeah. um, which we know doesn't resemble Joe at all. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's this kind of phantom princess who's waiting for a prince to (laughs) arrive, like from an opera or ballet. It's it's really not Joe March, (laughs) and it's really not Amy either. But when he starts to have more deeper feelings for Amy, this phantom, it starts to look more and more like Amy. It's one of those things that is never adapted in the adaptation. I'm I'm surprised. Like you're you're absolutely correct. No one gives Laurie this arc. Nobody Mm. delves into his feelings about. Uh, the Marsh Girls, mm-hmm. and, and and even like I think even people even cut out that kind of toxic behavior that he yeah, has it's really her. weird, very odd. Yeah, yeah, and I'm surprised now. You know how these days we're talking about oh, you know, Twilight. Twilight mm. is so toxic because you know Edward is so um, um, like stalks Bella mm. and is so possessive, and I'm just like, well, you know, here's like this nice guy <laughs> who like it was very toxic towards the person that he wants to be with and and it's no better no. so i um and like it really boggles my mind um that you know even a grown-up reader could go back uh to this character and be like oh like Bilari should have been with mm. joe and um and i don't know if you saw uh but i think they're even coming out with a book called joe and Laurie. I think yeah i heard about it yeah. i'm not going to read it it's going to make me angry so <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know better. Yeah, I don't want to read it either. I, like, if you want to write fan fiction, fine. But like, I can't believe people are actually publishing this stuff and trying to push this narrative mm. about them that they should have been together. I, I really can't believe it. When it comes to Louisa, the whole premise of Little Woman was to write a book for girls about how to marry someone you can actually live for the rest of yeah. your life. Yeah. And she really does this very well when you think about it because she especially crafted Friedrich's character to fit for Joe. And then yeah. he's based on men who Louisa was in love with. It, so as we pointed out before, we don't have a lot of Laurie, a full characterization of Laurie in the films. I think, I, I'm wondering, did you expect the 29th film to do any better with his character? I read the very early interviews of Greta Gerwig who, who talk about the way Joe and Laurie have this relationship that is not romantic and that gave me hope. Mm-hmm. But then I read the movie guide for the new film and then she kind of goes back with it. I think she's like a Joe and Laurie shipper. Which is why Laurie doesn't have an arc. What I've seen in the little woman circles with a lot of the people who I talk with and interviewed for my articles is that there are a lot of people now who think that Laurie is very immature in that adaptation and that they're glad that show ended up. There's only one road into Key West. 
but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. With the professor, so it's some kind of improvement, but he's still like a million times more idealized in the movie that he's in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're really dreamy. Yeah, he doesn't have a character arc. They did very good job with Amy in that movie. Yes, yes. Yeah, but uh, yeah. it doesn't work without Lois arc. So that's the problem. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, no, I was hoping to discuss this with you because I think, I, despite my my very critical review mm. of uh, of the new film, I think they were doing okay with Amy and Laurie. Yeah. Um, for for up until the Europe part, because I think setting up their relationship is pretty good. Like I think I said before in my in my review, I didn't like how they contrived that with Amy's caning being mm. set up for that because I um, I think that's actually a very um, awful scene that's supposed to in it's so supposed to be a scene of righteous anger, and I didn't like that it was supposed to be comical. Yeah, but uh, but of course, like I I liked that they did some work on establishing their relationship beforehand. Like you know, I I'd be okay with this, and you know, and in Europe they have that discussion. I think you know, Amy gives him a talk, and then Amy also doesn't want to play second fiddle mm. to Joe. I was like, okay, this is this is fine. But then. You notice that Lori never has to do any work for Amy. Yeah, right? that's true. I always found this a very crucial part of their arc, right? Mm. Because uh, Amy is supposed. To, Amy even encourages him in the film to be a productive member of society. Yeah, but then he never does any of that. That uh, that aspect of their story is left hanging and um, and just incomplete. And and then it's, it's like. Beth's death instead mm. of the relationship instead of him actually putting work in which I which really sat like badly with me yeah that's something that really bothered me in the in the film and it kind of reflected uh, Joe's character because she's not given a character arc either yeah no yeah. She, she's not I, mm. I, I said in, in my review for her arc is flat yeah um, uh, like if we compare that to the 1994 film Joe has a full arc there yeah, she That's the way it goes in the book. Despite Laurie not having much of a characterization, um, maybe not much more in the 1994 film, I think I liked that they actually acknowledged that he went away yeah. to, um, to actually better himself That's before true. coming back to mm. Amy. It doesn't really build up their relationship as much as the 2019 film. But Laurie has some sort of an arc in that movie. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah I think so. I guess um, now that we're talking about 1994, I think he he doesn't have. I think you you said in your blog post we don't get a sense of his temper and how he would clash with Joe, which is why 
we don't always buy that they would kill each other. Yeah, that's the same with all adaptations, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that is true. Yeah, I mean, Louisa makes a very big effort in the book. Like, she describes that Laurie has a temper and that he has this violent outburst sometimes. And yeah, Joe has yeah. them as well. You get the sense that Laurie mm. is very subservient yeah. to Joe, which he kind of is, but he also clashes with her in other ways. But yeah, and they never really uh, represent that. No. And and I think in 1994, uh, Christian Bale is really wonderful, and you know, um, for you know, for the character that they wrote. But I I guess a lot of people have accused the film of making that relationship with Amy creepy. Which like which underdeveloped mm. maybe, but uh, I never found it creepy particularly. I think it's because um, Amy is like twelve in the first book and Laurie is sixteen, but it's just four years difference, and they're not romantically yeah. together in that way. But then people also say that John Frederick are creepy, but Joe is like twenty four when they meet. Yeah. I never saw that creepy, and it was written in the nineteenth century. Most marriages were. Marriages with age gaps, and Louis had a thing for older guys. Yeah, back then it, it was super common. Yeah, for, um, for most for, people, um, there was an age gap in the marriages. Yeah, or in relationships in general. Yeah, because families generally wanted their daughters to marry established gentlemen, mm. right? Who yeah. already had a living, and generally it would take time for um, a guy to actually um, establish his career and stuff. Mm. And, then, and at that point, he would marry somebody. So it's not uh, not shocking at all to, that you know you would have age gaps like that. If we think about uh, some of the recent films, for example, the new Emma in the original Jane Austen's Emma. The Knightley and Emma age difference yes. is 19 years. In the mm-hmm. new film, the actor is much younger looking. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. They do that yeah. nowadays. Male lead is hired to be like young looking guy, even if they're actually mm-hmm. a bit older. It's um, it's funny because uh, you know in the 2019 film they did that with Professor Bear, right? Yeah. Even though they weren't gonna do like the proper arc anyway, but no. they made him much younger too. Well, the actor is is actually 36, so his age is really close to the book Fritz, but he looks much younger. Yeah, it's just Hollywood the way he does it. But then if I think about Amy and Laurie in the 1994 film, I don't think it's creepy. But if you think about how people could actually avoid that, why can't they actually hire a 16-year-old guy to play Laurie mm-hmm. in yeah, the right. first part of the book? But people I mean, complain yeah, about I mean, everything. It <laughs> doesn't matter what... Who we are going to cast? Lay Laurie. In the 2019 film, I felt like they had a bit of a the issue with Florence Pugh looking older yeah. in um, all of her scenes, whereas Laurie just looked young in all of his scenes. Mm. So, it, it, and the actors, they are the same age. Yeah, yeah. They, they are the same age. It's just that you could not quite buy Amy uh, or Florence Pugh yeah. as a child, and you could never buy Timothy Chalamet. Uh, as an mm. as an adult, their, whatever their real life age is, it's to, it just yeah. kind of doesn't work in terms of the, that visual uh, that visual contrast between. Them. Yeah, I mean, people have pointed out to me that Christian Bale was only twenty when mm-hmm. he played Laurie, but he's able to transition from being a teenager into an adult. So yeah, they, yeah, it's sometimes you know even if the real age matches sometimes it just it, it, that's the thing about casting you you really need to mm. you need these people to pass off 
Um, you need a certain person to pass all at different ages. And it's weird because I haven't seen the 1930, uh, 1933 film, but I noticed that both the 1949 and 1994 don't pay that much attention to Amy and Rory's arc. In fact, I think no, in 1949, don't. less so. It's not It's not even there. No. There's uh, this scene before Larry goes to propose Joe, and Amy's looking at Laurie like with um sad expression on her face. I think that's the only scene with them together. <laughs> and then yeah. there's the end when they end up together. That's their arc in that movie. Yeah. Laurie's proposal is extremely romanticized in the film. And it's really romanticized in the 1933 film and 1994 film. 2019 film did better, but then it completely erased Friedrich's character, so it kind of sucks. Laurie in the 1949 film, I think, I recall his proposal being pretty angry, and I think that was kind of the only time we could ever yeah. really buy into his character. Having a like temper. That, it's the same in 1933 film. Laurie has a bit of a temper in it. Mm-hmm. But after that, it's just really flat yeah. in the next yeah. adaptations. I watched the proposal scene in the 1933 with Catherine Hepburn. Mm. I think, you know, at least she has that sort of line, like, you know, I can't love you like, yeah. like you want. But I, I don't think, I don't think Joe, like, Joe in 1949 is probably my, my least favorite. I, he never really handles scenes like that with much sensitivity. Mm. So she, I, I don't recall her handling it with, um or being very in-depth about why she can't mm. go with Laurie. My, my problems with the 1949 film is that they have no balls to do a lot of things. Like, Amy's caning, they don't even... They kind of come up right against mm. it and then back down from it. Do you remember that? Oh, when, she's, when she gets her hand um, beaten for having... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so they they, they have the, the teacher, like, almost hit her hand, and then, they, and then he doesn't oh, do yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I really like Elizabeth Taylor as Amy, but the problem with that movie is that they kind of make her the joke, and I don't like that because that's not something that the book does. So it kind of makes this Amy against Joe position again there, because it shouldn't be there. It romanticizes Laurie the same way as it does with Mr. Bear's character, so it becomes this Laurie versus Fritz, and then Amy versus Joe, and it's just not the way the book goes. Yeah, 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 because the book makes very clear that um, Amy's really perfect for Laurie and Fritz perfect for Joe. Yeah. I still haven't seen an adaptation that does it the way the yeah. book does. Yeah, that's, that's true. I think uh, I think uh, they did Professor Bear pretty well in the 1949. Yeah, they oh. actually beat up that relationship mm-hmm. pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. He's that. Italian, but I'm I'm going to overlook <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, we should we should probably save this for the professor uh, the the professor yeah. video. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I, I like that the uh, I like it when adaptations develop that relationship. Mm. I, I guess oh, some people will argue and say, oh well, you can't really develop some of these scenes because of of runtime, right? Because mm. there's no you know there there isn't really you know time for, to do these things. But I feel like. There's not really an excuse sometimes when you try and leave arcs, mm. like when you kind of have the really incomplete arcs for everybody. It's it's kind of like how the 2019 film tried to do sort of this Meg arc, do, um, you know, dealing with poverty mm. in her marriage, but then they just kind of slapped on a happy ending for that, and then they're, they're just like, we're not mm. going to explore it. We're not going to we're not going to have like any sort of yeah. Like, it's it was left half developed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 
But I think that happens a lot with Meg's character. In the beginning, I mean, I liked that they were trying to do something with her. Yeah. And, you know, they ended up not really properly um, dealing with her in the way that I would like. Because, the, first of all, Emma Watson, as we've discussed, can't carry off that kind of, you know, quiet strength that mm. Meg has. When you bring in something like a marital issue, like that, like a serious marital issue, I don't think you should just be like, oh, I'm just going to sell it. This mm. is the silk and that's it. You, you didn't make the issue go yeah. away. There was a version of the script, one of the older version where her meltdown was um, included, but then it wasn't added into the movie, and I heard that it was because of Emma Watson's performance, and that James Norton had to carry out many of the scenes. It goes back to the casting, I guess. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I mean, I think we've discussed this before, but I think, you know, the casting of Emma Watson was very much based on her, her accomplishments mm. accomplishments outside of acting yes. rather than very uh, true. her actual acting accomplishments because she, she plays the same character in every film that she's in you know I, I do admire her as an activist but I have not been impressed with her mm. since Harry Potter having recently watched the 2017 film uh, oh no not, not film miniseries um, did you think they did any better with the Laurie arc or no because I don't think he really put in much work either but what did you think I think he was very idealized in that version, once again. He's very melancholic character there. Lowering the books, he, he can be very uplifting and very funny sometimes. Like I said, his interactions with Amy, they were able to build up that relationship a bit more. They actually, well, they acknowledge his, uh, the musical side of his Yeah, movie, that was which nice. Is really, which is, you know, which is mm. an improvement. I think they tried to get in some of the, uh, some of his clashes with Joe uh, when their characters kind of go yeah. head to head. Sometimes I think they they do a bit of that, but when he, he meets up with Amy, it's kind of like their um, their relationship comes together. They come together, but uh, we don't see Amy, you know, getting him to put uh, put his life in order. Because yeah. I feel again that is such an important part of their story, yeah. right? Because, but Amy is the one who can get him mm. to be a productive person. Yeah, Amy's portrayal in the series, it's a real villainization. It was once again putting Amy against Joe. For once they adapted my favorite chapter, which calls Amy. She gets to go to Europe and Joe doesn't yeah. get to go to Europe because Joe is actually really rude towards Aunt March. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, in that uh, particular version, it was framed so that uh, we should admire Joe for being rude to Aunt March. And Joe is like a feminist hero because of that. And yeah. then Amy actually, she's quite happy that Joe doesn't get to go. But then in the book, yeah. it's the opposite. Amy's really horrified by Joe's actions yeah. and she feels ashamed by it. It's not something that she's secretly glad about. And then when she finds out that uh, she's chosen and Joe is not chosen, she's uh, really, really sad for Joe. She really feels bad for her. No, I think it, it, 2019 film had that uh, part done much yeah. better. So with like the Joe and Amy rivalry, the problems I had with the 2017, I had similar issues with 2019 where I felt mm. like Amy and Joe were somehow in competition over Lori, yeah. which I don't like that dynamic. And that doesn't happen in the book because Joe never wants to be with Lori romantically. She's very clear about it since the beginning. Yeah. The only reason she would ever consider accepting Laurie is if Laurie accepted her again and just because she was lonely. Like, yeah. that was, like, literally the only reason. I think in 2017, like, when I saw, like, oh, Joe was just like, oh, like, she's engaged to Laurie? What? Like, mm-hmm. like and I, I was like, no, you're not gonna... Yeah. <laughs> they're not supposed to be in competition over this guy. It's, it's not... <laughs> 
Yeah, it really has to do a lot with the um, scriptwriter and how they feel about the characters. Because I read an um, interview from Heidi Thomas, who wrote that show, and she was not a big fan of Amy. So you can really see how that reflects in the film. Like Joe doesn't really have an arc, and Amy doesn't really have an arc. It's all yeah. just a mess. <laughs> no, I, I did feel some of the weaknesses in, in the writing. I don't know if it's the issue with that actress who plays Joe, but sometimes she can't always pass off Joe's lines in a believable way. Yeah. I, I liked other aspects of that um, series. I mean, I, I just... When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Civil War. Um, yeah. They, they included a lot of, of, of elements of that which mm. I appreciated. And th- there's a lot more of Marmee and their father. Yeah, that was uh, something that I really liked about it. And they developed their characters a bit more. And it was a new take, so it was refreshing. Yeah. No, because I think I, I'm always a fan of a strong Marnie. Mm. Because Marnie has to deal with so much, right? She has to mother the, mm. four, the four girls. She has. She's kind of a secondary mother to Laurie. She has yeah. to, um, and she actually has to give him a dressing down at some point. And she has to run in a household that's kind of financially struggling. So you know, you need a very substantial Marnie. Yeah. Um, and I love what they did with her in that um, in that miniseries. Uh, that's an issue I had with the 2019 uh, film. Like mm. he's so overly happy about everything. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit strange, and they didn't really put that much um, effort to show the struggles that they were going on. Yeah. Like the opening of the film, I think it was a quote from Louise. I, I write happy stories because of my tragic life or something like that. You don't really see any any of that tragic life in there. Yeah. Yeah, that was something that bothered me. <laughs> because yeah, you really. see that in Little Woman, in the book itself. Yeah, the, the whole point yeah. of Little Women was people getting over their struggles mm. to, uh, and to find the happiness despite the, uh, the unhappiness, yeah. right? That's why I don't like the framing device of the 2019 film. Mm. Like, oh, well, the childhood was so simple and warm and happy, mm. and now this dark time and adulthood is so complicated. <laughs> I'm just like, no, it was never that happy even when they were kids. They, they were poor, and they had to um, struggle for, um, they, they had to, uh, they, you know, had to work really yeah. hard from a young age. It was not that simple. It's very pessimistic too, because mm. you know the whole point is that you're supposed to build up into child, uh, into adulthood, and you know find your happiness there as well. Mm. So, I, you know that that thematic bent on it, I, I did not agree with at all. And when it comes to Amy's character and her relationship with Laurie, uh, the dilemma against Amy's character is that uh, mm. some people say she's really vain or she marries for money, but then if you actually read the book, she says that she must do. Wants to marry this, what's the name of the rich guy she was dating? Fred Vaughn. Fred Vaughn, because she wants to 
provide a good life for her family. So she's basically thinking it's some kind of a sacrifice that she must make, that she's not going to marry for love, but marry convenience. Yeah, no, yeah, because it's, uh, it's something, I don't think she loves the idea of yeah. marrying um, for, uh, for money. It's just, she, uh, like, she always has her family in mind. I, I mean, I think uh, the, the book burning incident, I think, sets a lot of people against me. And I think that incident always makes Amy seem like an anti-Joe, mm. um, in a way. But, you know, but she's also a kid at that point. Yeah. And, yeah. and later on, we, we, we're supposed to see her become this really mature person and eventually is able to um, set, um, set the guy she marries straight and eventually she does marry for love, even if it, you know, it works out really well mm-hmm. for her. Yeah, she's an incredibly mature character. She has a sense of social graces. She, she's actually really, um, care, um, she actually really cares about Joe. Yes, um, she does. Yeah. Um, and the 2019 film really keeps setting up Amy and Joe, even in terms of their uh, artistic pursuits. You notice that? Mm. Like, in, um, being like, oh, I'm always in the shadow of Joe. Like, in, yeah. You know, in, implying that even artistically, she's always in competition with her. If you read the first part of Little Woman, before the whole book burning accident, Joe is really making fun of Amy constantly and she's bullying her. There's this whole episode how she's being mean, mean big sister. It's pretty normal when it comes to siblings that you fight with them, especially yeah. when you're younger. And they both have high tempers. But it's yeah. when Amy wants to become a lady, she starts to work on her flaws. She starts to control herself. Like she sees that she can be better. And then the whole promise of Little Woman is that all the sisters, they want to improve themselves somehow. Like we show her because the issue is her anger and she's very aware of that. Yeah. And Amy thinks that it's her vanity that is the problem. If you actually read the book, she's not she's not really a vain person. It's like yeah, no. it's like it's in her head. <laughs> That's the whole idea. The vanity is more about her, uh, her desire to fit in. Yeah. Certain circles of society. Yeah, they are a very poor family, and then Meg has the same problem that she wants to fit to the society, the word of the young girls. Then she thinks it's uh, vain for her wanting to do that because she comes from a different social class. Social, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the marches, they used to be part of a higher social class. And then they yeah, fall funny. down. Then Meg is the one who still remembers what it was like. It really hits harder for her because mm. she remembers the days when her family was still yeah. living comfortably. It's she, not wrong for her wanting to be that again. But she kind of yeah. makes it a big deal for herself. And that's quite sad. But uh, I think it also has a lot to do with the 19th century Christian morals and all that. So we yeah. can't really fully understand that because we live in 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We well, we it's hard for us Mm. uh, now to really identify with um, that really Christian perspective that the novel really has. Because I, I, when I read it um, this time around, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of Christianity Mm. in this book. Um, Like very, uh, like they structured their entire lives around these ideals. Of course, I, I can understand why they would, you know, try and tone it down in adaptations, but I, I just, I'm not really a fan of how they totally washed mm. that out because that played such a big part in how they, uh, in how they viewed their labor in life. Yeah, and it also explains a lot of the things that people struggle nowadays to understand in Little Woman. I think. Yeah, 
would be important to talk about it more. I, I think so. I think um, I, I think that the Christianity uh, transcendentalism um, aspect of the story is very important, mm. and I, I like that the 1994 film actually acknowledged that yeah. intellectual circle that they were. That's one of my there. favorite things about that film. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, they uh, that's uh, they've got a lot of nice historical context yeah. in that film and the, the philosophical discussion. I love it, mm. uh, but definitely Christianity. It's, it's such a huge thing and why Little Women is also such a fundamentally American novel is that that ideal of you know you work hard mm. and then things can be um, and things can be okay yeah that's um, a very then, important part of American literature in general you can really understand like you know our current ideals about you know personal responsibility personal improvement and, yeah you know, when, uh, when you really delve into this book and you know it plays out with all of the characters you know about being able to grow up and become productive and, and give back like I think you know people are always so upset about um, Joe not becoming like a famous writer it's like well you know she finds joy in being productive yeah. and, and she does back. become a famous writer but people just don't read the sequels yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she's really famous in Joe's boys like she's so famous she's really annoyed by her fame <laughs> When do we get Joe's Boys adapted? Yeah. No, I, um, <laughs> I confess to not reading Joe's Boys, but I have read um, a lot of summaries of those books. And, I'm mm. like, what, uh, and people are like, oh, she doesn't become famous. I'm like, she does become famous. Like, it took Louisa a long time to become famous writer. It, it's the same yeah. with Joe. Uh, it doesn't happen in one night. It takes work. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, no, art is work. Joe had to, uh, she, she had to go through a lot of, like, you know... Oh, failures and mm. creative failures in order to get to that point. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, art is hard. Yeah, no, that's very true. Oh, I feel like we're veering more into the Joe discussion now. Mm. Okay, back to Laurie. Back to Laurie, yeah. yeah. In the book, when he's in Vienna, he really goes through that process of self-discovery and self-growth and self-understanding. I have this thing, when I read Little Woman, I always get really frustrated by Laurie because I don't understand his character, his actions... And it's not until there's that chapter when he's in Vienna, I start to understand who he actually is. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. interesting. And it happens after Amy's lecture. She's the first one he actually listens. And I think the difference between Amy and Joe is that um, Laurie took Joe for granted. He doesn't take Amy for granted. I don't think Laurie was even in love with Joe. He was in love with the idea of being in love. Mm. Mm. Yeah. He was afraid to grow as a person. So he's like clinging on to Joe so that um, he doesn't need to grow and he doesn't need to take responsibility of his life. Amy actually tells Laurie the truth. This is the way it is and you need to do something about it. In a way, Amy's uh, character, it's similar to Freytik in that sense. Freytik tells Joe the truth. Mm. You know, this is the way it is. You can improve yourself or you can stay at the same level you have been. This is what is missing in the adaptations. That whole sequence of Laurie in Vienna and the way he actually decides to be useful for the society. Do a favor for himself. And he's like, I don't know, 24 at that point or something. He's been living this um, bubble most of his life. This very privileged, young aristocrat life. I just love that scene where Amy and Laurie are, you know, rowing the boat together. And that has never been adapted either. I feel like it's so important to his story because I think, you know, lots of young people could probably identify with him now. Because I think a lot of people come from that kind of privileged circle and they kind of have these dreams that probably maybe a lot of aristocrats have. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to be an artist, you know? Mm. I'm just going to be like, you know, um, this kind of bohemian, have this bohemian life. And then it's like, oh, well, I didn't really... 
like contribute anything. Mm. And these are all just fantasy. I'm actually just gonna get get to work now. It, it's funny in our in our culture because I. I don't know if I'm, I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of us really want that idea of like, oh, no, be an artist, follow your dreams. For some people, it's really talk, and what they really need to do is just get a job. <laughs> he doesn't really know even how to be an artist, because he hasn't really done that, you know, that working process that it takes to get into that level that he wants to be. He hasn't worked on his art the same way even Joe has, yeah. because Joe gets that it's work. It's the same with Amy when she comes to the realization that she's not going to be a great artist. She continues doing art, but then at the same time she combines that with her other passions like charity work and uh, supporting young artists. She just finds a different way to approach her passions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I found like a recent YouTuber um, who reviewed the new film was like, oh, I didn't like that in, uh, in the book, but everyone's just, uh, it's just Mary. Um, oh. you know, and, and, oh. and I'm like, well, no, Mary. What a misunderstanding. You can have the good career and you can have a relationship with the person that respects you. It's just a win-win situation, really. I cannot for the life of me understand why people find that uh, unsatisfactory. Mm. You know, like well, it's, it's, it's even a promise for people who don't even feel like they could uh, find someone that they could you mm. know, marry. You know, they uh, it's like, well, you know, e- even if you feel that you couldn't be with anyone, then, you know, you could find somebody. It's something that I don't think the 2019 film really understood. I, I think they really wanted to um, push that whole, like, independent woman narrative. And I, I just really don't like what, what that film seems to misunderstand mm. about that book. They at least did a nice job with um, Amy and her speech about marriage being an economic proposition was really interesting when I did my research on Louisa and especially on Friedrich's character was that uh, she was part of the movement where it became more important that uh, love and romance was part of marriage and not just money that is something that Louisa is promoting in all of her novels I think that's something that people they are not aware these days we don't like to bother ourselves with the historical facts about the authors but uh, yeah there's lots of misunderstandings about Louis as a person that are reflected in the way we read little woman it's been yeah. really interesting to do research about her <laughs> yeah yeah no she she is a, um is a real feminist in a lot of ways and i think um people have these really contradictory ideas about her and i don't know if it's because little women has been around so long mm-hmm. that our interpretations are kind of changeable in a lot of ways because we're like oh she was a feminist i think they kind of understand that but then they're like oh no but we should, we uh, like louisa would have uh, would have been on board with these uh, these other notions now uh, it's like she didn't really want marriage she was forced to uh, forced into it or, or she forced her characters into it they want to like force little women to kind of conform to their own modern narrative when you really cannot do that yeah it's yeah. a problem mm. with your adaptation if you do that this idea of Lisa being forced to marry her characters it's really the opposite she puts a lot of work on um, explaining why these marriages work and why it should be this way yeah. those, those relationships yeah. because it's not really about romance or marriage it's about build up how to get there and yeah. these character yeah. arcs they are really beautifully crafted in the book 
and the way these characters how they oh yeah they complement yeah complement each other really well yeah and it's yeah. really the same in all of her novels I've been reading quite many of Lewis's novels recently and I'm yeah, always sure. really surprised how she does that it's something that she's really into Joe's story ultimately really doesn't work I mean none of this uh, I mean none of them really work essentially without their partnerships not because they're nothing without their partnerships mm. but because you know be, being able to share a life with somebody I think she saw as some um, as being able to achieve harmony in, in your life, being yeah. able to kind of form your own your own circle, your own family. And in many ways that fits with the transcendentalist idea of romance. Mm, yes. Mm, yeah. Yes. And there's this quote from Louisa, well not quote, but something that she had highlighted in one of her favorite books out there. Character evolves. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like she's very fond of this idea that the person transcends to another person. That's a very, uh, a very Christian idea. Yeah. That, you, know, you form a, a union with, mm. the, uh, with the person that you marry. It's not that you are not your own person. It's just that you build something better mm. uh, with another person that is like bigger than both of you. I think that was something that was very radical idea in the 19th century, yeah. and nowadays we take that for granted. It's it's a real shame that so much of Little Women, I think, it has been warped over time mm-hmm. by our um, modernizing world. Like I said before, it's uh, we seem to have the desire to pull Little Women into our. Uh, into our modern world and our modern Mm. ideals when really we're just distorting the work. It makes it difficult to understand Little Woman if we don't know the historical context of it. That, that's very true. I mean, like that's why I so I really admire adaptations that try to put um, the story in, mm. in its historical context because yeah. um, I think that context is everything. And I mean, I, I think you might have heard me uh, criticize the uh, costuming in mm. um, in the new film, for instance. And they're like, oh, well, you know, we're trying to make it like sort of you know pseudo modern, and we're trying to make it relatable, and you know, we're trying uh, we're trying to do uh, do this mm. and that to to make it more relatable for the audience. And I'm just like. Well, are you saying that you know, without uh, that, you know, you need to strip away that context in order to make it relatable? Are you saying we can't relate to like the, the Civil War, like or or anything in that era? Like, mm. is, is that what you're saying? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> and that seems very condescending. Yeah, and it takes away from the story itself when we are being distracted by the modernism in a way, or yeah. postmodernism in this case, or the yeah. postmodern ideas. Which are not part of the story itself. I think we, we touched a bit already on like um, Amy's rivalry with uh, with Joe. So you felt that they had kind of a villainization of Amy in in, in the twenty seventeen show. So they kind of expanded on her character a bit more in twenty nineteen. Uh, like, how do you feel about how they expanded on Amy's character and, and that rivalry? I think um, because I think they they really leaned into it. Because remember when mm. Joe was flashing back to Amy. Um, you know, falling in the lake and she burns yeah. the book and she's just like, oh, well, Amy finds a way to just, like, get mm. out of, like, easy situations, uh, get out of hard situations and, and which, le- which, which le- it took me aback because it was just like, mm. no, she, like, you know, she just had, you know, 
she, she was called onto a scene with yeah. Aunt Marge. She was traveling with Aunt Marge. And mm. In that other situation, I'd say, you know, you know, she was very ashamed of what she did. Yeah, she and, did. You know, and she almost died. So <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, I, like, I don't understand where you're coming from when you say she gets out of situations, like, scot-free. That's really weird way to look at Amy. In the book, she, she feels humiliation. Yeah. She really regrets of the things that she does. Joe also regrets... The things that she has said to Amy. Joe also regrets some of her behavior patterns. I think that 2019 film did okay. In that sense, it showed that Joe and Amy were size of the same coin. They are very similar. And when they realize that they are actually very similar, they become much closer. That's an improvement when it comes to Joe and Amy and understanding their relationship. One of the biggest problems in the adaptation is really idolizing Joe a lot. And... Uh, not really seeing her as a full character, really as a human being, yeah. actually does regret sometimes the things that she says yeah, and she, things that she very, does. She's very flawed. Yeah, very like flawed. she's very aware that she's flawed. We lived in, in this culture where we are supposed to idealize people who are adamant and don't want to change or are like rude or aggressive. That's just yeah. not the way little woman is written to be. Joe sees that her actions are harming other people and that's one of the reasons why she doesn't want to be with Laurie or hang out with him in the second part because she sees that they are feeding each other with these toxic ideas. I don't know how much young adult fiction we read but I think a lot of um, it's a common trend that yeah. you have as female protagonists who, I mean we even see that in Star Wars right mm. where you have like this female character who could do no wrong is very spunky and very like you know um, and, uh, and can, uh, can math off and um, and we're supposed to um, admire that. And I think our culture has become a bit averse to mm. what we were trying to, you know, get at in Little Women, which is, you know, Joe is supposed to soften out. She's supposed to, she's trying to not harm people with her behavior. And um, and it's like, and it's a good thing for her because yeah. she becomes a more compassionate person. Like, that's what becoming more tender means. Um, that's mm. what her father, how her father puts it. You know, she's supposed to become a more tender person because she is just a more compassionate individual. Yeah. Um, and that's also what happens with Amy as well. She also wants to be a productive person. And she also gets to understand that all these things you get in life, you know, you have to work for them as well. Mm. And, Amy is um, very compassionate. And she's a very kind person. I, I really like yeah. that in the books. She cares about other people. You, you notice, like, even when Fred Vaughn, like, asks her to marry, uh, marry him, um, she's like, oh, well, it's not fair to either of us. So, you know, she yeah. goes, um, you know, her, herself and, mm. you know, this other guy in mind. And she knows it's, you know, it's it's not, um, mm. it wouldn't be kind to either yeah. of them. I really respect her character. And I think Amy was really the one in the family who really loved Aunt March, and uh, they really, they really ruined Aunt March for me the 2019 adaptation because she was way too kind in it. <laughs> it's really Amy who actually makes her a bit softer in the book. Mary Streep is great. Don't get me wrong, but uh, Aunt March is a tough, tough person to get along with. Yeah, she, she's a very tough lady. She's yeah. A very crusty lady, mm. you know, because she's lived alone for a while. Mm. Her, her kid died, her husband died. She's gotten a little bit bitter over the years. You can't really blame her, and and I think you know, um, and Joe was just like, oh, I'm so done with this, mm. this gig, you know, of oh, reading to this lady. And mm. then I think, yeah, Amy is the only one who's really able 
able to uh, properly connect to um, Aunt March. Yeah. Aunt March, in her heart, she loves these girls. She, she does. She loves yeah. her nephew as well, but she's just yeah. not impressed yeah. by his way of being. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Because, I mean, sometimes when uh, when she's just like, oh, you, you made these just really awful decisions. Mm. Like, I can't believe it. Like, and yeah. sometimes I feel that way about other people in my yeah. life. It's just like, oh, I can't believe you <laughs> did this in your life. What are, what are you doing? <laughs> she's like, quite oh, relatable oh, in the end. Yeah, she is yeah. really relatable. I mean, is that what adulthood is? Like, mm. eventually relating to Aunt March? The part of her losing her child, I didn't realize that until last time I read the book. Somehow it had slipped off. I had a talk about it in uh, Louisa May Alcott group in Facebook with some people. Mm-hmm. And we were all like thinking, what was the backstory of Aunt March and this child and her husband? <laughs> that would make a really interesting uh, story for someone to write. Yeah. Uh, it it yeah. seems that they had a very loving relationship based to the book. It yeah. must have made her bitter to lose it. I mean, somebody wrote, wrote <laughs> the She's the sort of person, like, you need to come to her level. Mm. And when you, know, when you do, then, you know, you can act, uh, you know, she'll be she'll be nice to you she can mm. she will do things for you only amy is really capable of, of yeah. doing that she doesn't even take um aunt march's belongings for granted yeah. like aunt march gives her like a turquoise ring mm. and she's like um she's like oh no i'm not going to yeah. always wear it because you know it wasn't it wasn't just for the material possessions that, mm. that i worked hard i think they wasted meryl street the 2019 film they didn't they did not do enough with her at all yeah because i think her job was to be like well you know as a woman you're supposed to mm. I love her in the 1994 film. Like, she's one of my oh, favorite yes. characters. Very much like in the book. Yeah, you have to have that kind of element of, mm. of, of, of toughness, but also that element of, of that kind of nuance, that nuance of kindness yeah. as well. And I, I love, I love Angela Lansbury as her in the 2017. She's very good. Yeah, yeah, she she's very good. And I like the way that version developed her relationship with Joe. Yeah, like that final scene between yeah. the two of them. Uh, it no, didn't really do that well with um, Amy and that much. Because mm. it didn't really do that well with Amy, but um, there's always something that seems to be missing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so hard to adapt. It's so hard yeah, to get these like there are elements that I like in all adaptations, and there are things that I don't like in all the adaptations. Yeah, mm. that's true. Like even like I'm so critical of 2019, and like you know, so, you know there there are things I like in it. Like yeah, like, like people like comments <laughs> on my video. They're just like, oh, you're gonna worry. Why did you say this? Why did you say that? Like, well, I did like this aspect of mm. the film. It's just like I didn't like these ten other things. You're talking about a book that was written 150 years ago. We are allowed to be critical about the adaptations, and we are allowed to talk about the things that are missing there, like Larry's art. Yeah, we, we should. It's, uh, yeah. Things don't move forward if we don't uh, talk about these things and the way we approach the book. Yeah, I, I think we, we should have these um, discussions. I, th- I think to an extent a lot of people were a bit too afraid to talk about yeah. Um, the flaws of the 2019 film because I, I got that sense from a lot of my commenters being like, oh, well, I, I didn't, I didn't like this film that much, but I, I mm. couldn't really validate why I didn't like it until I saw your video. And, and like, so many people were so up in arms against you when I criticized it, and I'm, I'm, and I'm just like, well, like, if you're really that upset with me, then go find these other <laughs> other people to talk yeah. to. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, I even appreciate it when people like talk about some aspects of the 1994 film that don't work as well, yeah, which I, I also acknowledge. You know, there's some things that, you know, you're adapting a, a 500 plus page book, you're not going to get everything. Mm. Like, I get that the, you know, the Laura Amy relationship isn't, like, you know, isn't that developed. And, and I would have liked it if Meg had mm. more screen time after she got married. You know, the, you know I do uh, appreciate those things. Mm. Laura is connected to all of this. You know, he's a side character, but he plays different roles for different people. When I started doing my research on Laura's character specifically, I began to understand him better when I started to pay more attention to the way he has this emotional turmoil. Because um, Mm. when I was younger, I used to be very much the same. I wish that we would see that more in the adaptations because that's the part that is always missing and people misunderstand it because they see it as something romantic. We don't see Laurie's struggles. He's really a creep sometimes. If we would see that, we wouldn't have Tim Bear, Tim Laurie debate, especially if you are hardcore Tim Bear, like you and I are. So... (laughs) Uh, and then if you really like Amy as well, and then you actually have read the book many, many, many times, it just puzzles my mind how people can misunderstand the book so horribly. Because no, I feel like even fans of the book who have also read it many times still have this view on yeah. on Laurie and these characters, and w- which like really uh, feels still feels like such a surface-level mm. interpretation of the book feels like they haven't really paid that much attention to what they have read that's all in the book and they don't still seem to understand it so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do an in-depth study on Laurie and Friedrich as well. It really surprised me that it was really difficult to find any kind of unbiased views on Laurie that weren't about Joe or Amy but about Laurie himself as a character and his actions and his behavior. In a sense we're a little we're kind of no better than when people first read you know like um in Verta, right? Yeah. Right, Goethe. Like, mm. People just kind of like looked at Verta and, uh, and were like, oh my god, we should all like die of suicide for mm. love, you know? And, 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 and when I think Goethe was just kind of being like, no, don't do that. This is, this is not. Yeah, he was criticizing himself and his own behavior as a young yeah. person. For those of who are new here, Louisa based Laurie's character arc to Young Werther, which got this mm. uh, book from the 18th century Germany. It's a little side note. Yeah. And yeah. Friedrich yeah. is based on Goethe on one level, but we will get into that. Mm. Yeah, in the other video. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I read Werther um, in German, yeah, it's uh, it's a lovely read, uh, but you also kind of kind of see some of the ridiculousness mm. of um, of that kind of romantic vision because like he, he like um, really relates to these big storms, right? Yeah, these, um, these thunderstorms. It's like you know, it's a signifier of these emotional events, and then uh, but like that's you know that book really makes fun of that, and people mm. at the time didn't get that, and people also don't seem to get that. Yeah. Now. Now it's very harmful when suicide is being romanticized in general. Yeah. Trying to blackmail someone yeah. for romantic reasons. That's really, really harmful and it's uh, something that's still not recognized fully enough. Because if we can't, oh, like, you know, like I said before, like, you know, if we're criticizing that behavior in, in books now, in fiction that is coming out now, then why can't we change the way that we see this character? I, I wonder if people kind of decide how they see him because of the films. I've been thinking about this. the films, they tend to include the same scenes, then there are those scenes that are being dismissed. With Laurie, he's idealized and romanticized, and his flaws are downgraded, and with Amy, it is the opposite. So, which is why, like, so many people get angry when mm. they get together, right? 
Yeah. And you know, you're missing all of that, that nice context. I think really, I, I, Little Women needs a proper show, like not even just a miniseries, like maybe even like a show, because like otherwise you don't pick up on all these really great scenes that add dimension to these characters. I really liked that exploration you did um, based on Goethe, because um, I hadn't really seen that character that way before. More discussions like this yeah. need to happen. I just love this. It's great. Yeah, I'm having I'm having a lot of fun. The next people who is going to adapt Little Woman have a good listen on these, these talks yeah. that we are having. I, I hope so. I, I yeah, really hope so. definitely. Yeah. Both me and Emily are definitely available to be consultants on these <laughs> matters, <laughs> and we know people who can help you more. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood. Hollywood needs to hit us up. Well, so that's our discussion on Ari and Amy, also on different films uh, as well. And of course, we went on different tangents about uh, different characters, of course, because uh, all of these things are connected. But well, we hope you enjoyed our discussion. Yeah. Of Laurie. Mm. Oh, thank you for listening, guys. Thank you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.